Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, hit it shot. Oh, baby, what a play. This is Jeff Bedone with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in KC and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Kansas City Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I recap the Chiefs Super Bowl 57 victory. Joe, before we get to the game, first take us through your viewing experience. Because it sounds like you were, you know, you're you're in Philadelphia, you were surrounded by Eagles fans, but it sounds like you were eating barbecue. So you're kind of getting it from uh, both sides there. Yeah, Jeff, we we were letting people's stomachs decide their uh, allegiance. <laughs> you know, if you if you on the right side of the room, we had all the KC barbecue and macaroni and cheese and all the classic, you know, barbecue fare. And then on the left of the room, we had the hoagies and cheesesteaks and tasty cakes. Tasty you know, cakes. which is the Philly truth. Was... So, uh, yeah, we, you know, we were definitely a house divided. I mean, there was uh, a lot of Eagles fans, but there's also a lot of people that are just have become diehard chief fans since my time there my brother especially he was lightheartedly you know joking around with everybody as the, as the chief started coming back so it was it was very it was a microcosm of the entire super bowl experience how respectful it was in our house and i think what the super bowl experience was for the general public um and all the fans out there because i thought these two teams approached this game and the fan bases approached it amazingly classy and uh you know not that i'm surprised with two great organizations like this and you know eagles fans you know they can get when they get provoked of course they're gonna you know get a little gritty but uh i thought all in all it was a well just played out super bowl experience for everybody involved now we're talking about class sportsmanship high values but I want to get down to the real important stuff, Joe. The barbecue. Did you where did you cater that in from someplace? Did you make it yourself? Did Jen make it? That's I mean, there's a no, there's a there's a, a a family that that lived in Kansas City that started a barbecue joint here in not very far from where we live now. It's only uh-huh. about 10 minute drive from where we live right now, and it's called Big Bad Wolf Barbecue, and it's KC style. Uh, and it's yeah, they're from Kansas City, bro. All the recipes, and they do everything you could think of. You get at a KC barbecue joint: burn ends, brisket, pulled pork, pulled chicken, um, ribs, of course. And you know, it's just amazing. They just you know, it it's, makes me feel like I'm back in KC. So it's great. So we, we we lucked out. We lucked out when they opened that place for sure. That's so cool, Joe. Well, I'm sure they really want to know about the listeners there about our eating habits. That's the main. <laughs> uh, back to the the game, Joe. My my main takeaway, one of my main takeaways. Wow, Patrick Mahomes, of course, only 27, two MVPs, two Super Bowl wins, and MVPs in this those Super Bowls. He did all this against the Eagles on a bum ankle. He's really putting himself up there with the all timers. But Joe, he was like a, a game manager and. People are, might think I'm knocking by saying that, but I'm not at all. Like the best player in the game played exactly how he should. It gets a great pass rush, get the ball out quickly, uh, and, and also, you know, being smart with that ankle injury. Under 200 passing yards, but three touchdowns, no turnovers, which, you know, was really the difference of the game. Delivered short passes exactly where they need to be. Um, Joe, this shows, I think, what a complete team the Chiefs are. They can win in so many ways. I thought Kadarius Tony made the play of the game. Maybe he should have been MVP with that 
punt return and then touchdown, or maybe Nick Bolton with uh he had a great game even aside from that fumble recovery. Um, and then also, Joe, how about that offensive line? Uh, unbelievable. And we all knew about, you know, some of the interior guys, right? We know they've all had, you know, all pro type seasons. Um, you know, I know there were times during the season we had talked about Orlando getting it together and, 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 and he was stellar. And, but I, I got to tip my hat to Andrew Wiley. I, I, you know, if I'm giving out an MVP, I'm giving it out to Andrew Wiley. When you think about how far he came from what the critics were saying to where he finished that game and shutting out Hassan Reddick and, and the, the whole group letting up no sacks, but Andrew, you know, playing, people still forget Jeff, he's not a natural tackle. That's not mm-hmm. where he, you know, he was a starter before. I mean, he's developed the, he's learned this position over time. So when you think about where he started and where he ended that game and you look at what he did and the mauling that he did on some of those run plays and, and some of the sweeps, it, it, he was, he played out of his mind. And, and I just, I have to tip my hat to him because, you know, as objectively speaking, right. Even though I'm part of the fraternal order of offensive linemen, right. The fools, um, you know, I, and I protect our offensive linemen all the time when I talk about them, because I know how hard it is to play that position. I, you know, that I, I was, a little, that was the position I was worried about. I was worried mm-hmm. about it with Hassan Reddick was going to be able to do. Cause remember I kept telling listeners like watch for the singled up matchups, right? That's what the Eagles are going to try to do. They're going to try to single up who they feel is the weakest pass blocker. And, you know, just objectively speaking, it had to be when you go across the line, it was Andrew, right? I mean, it's just a speed. And I think he knew it and he understood that, that that's, they were going to target him. It's kind of like when a defensive back knows he's going to get targeted and he has the game of his life. Right. Um, I think, I think Andrew did it. I mean, it was, it was amazing effort. He, he has matured unbelievably at that position. And, and, and I'm telling you this, this line is going to be that line for a long time. I mean, if this, the way they played in that game, they can only get better, right. With age and time. So, you know, and I'm looking for as a writer for Forbes, I'm looking at it, Joe, both Wiley and Orlando Brown are free agents. I think they made themselves a lot of money in that game, you know, Um, on the big stage, Jeff. Absolutely. Absolutely. I also think, Joe, yeah, what a storyline that offensive line giving up no sacks to such a good uh, defense line on the Eagles. I think some of that, too, is. Boy, it's Andy Reid's play calling on point. Like, you know, I yeah. I think they did so much motion and and a lot of short, quick things so that you know to prevent that pressure. And the way he schemed those Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony wide open touchdowns, yeah, really amazing. Joe, any anything you saw special about the motions and and things he was doing to get those players open? Well, yeah, I don't know if you heard the uh, his his uh, interviews. I think they call that play the corn corn, corn dog, dog, I guess. So, you know, Andy always comes up with something fun. Um, you know, I heard Patrick Mahomes talking about the uh, Andrew Wiley tackle eligible play um, and trying to get trying to get Andrew Wiley open on the mini snow globe, we'll call it, that the, the, you know, where they were spinning around in the backfield. And I guess. Nick was at the Nick Allegretti was at the center of that, which was cool because I guess people were thinking about him maybe as the tackle eligible. Mm-hmm. Just look, throwing that kind of creative stuff in, just you know, that's what makes this team who they are, right? And, and Andy Reid has never get he's never been somebody who's been complacent with the way an offense goes. And I I, I was talking about this today, Jeff, as, as far as being a complete game. Yeah, I just want to go back to that point. I don't mean to backtrack, but I want to go back to that complete team thing and, and what you said about Patrick. You know, we talked about the defensive line doing that kind of of team mentality, right? Where Chris Jones 
has to get out of out of his mind that he needs to be the sack leader on the team. Sometimes mm -hmm. you need to have a disciplined rush, right? You have to stay in your lane, stay in your containment, right? We saw when Frank Clark broke containment a little bit, things bad things could happen, right? We saw that, and you and I were texting about that. You know, you have to play discipline against some of these happy feet quarterbacks, and that's what this defense did. They played a team effort, and, you know, going back to that whole team concept about doing your part, that's what Patrick Mahomes did because here's what hit me when I talk about the 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 when we talk about because this is kind of bringing together a lot of your points. Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, the team effort. What Andy did at halftime with the adjustments and coming out and running the heck out of the ball. Think about that. Think about how that put the Eagles on their back foot when they were running the ball, thinking, "Oh my gosh, the Chiefs had only had the ball for what maybe ten minutes." of the first half, right? Not, and, and, not but, even to it. But, I think it's, I mean, I think it's like eight yeah, minutes, but the right? point is, is but great. The, but the Eagles are running the ball to start the half. Like you're, mm -hmm. so you're going to do something that's going to actually keep Patrick Mahomes off the field more by running the ball, right. And, and trying to control the game or keep him at least from using his arm. And that, I believe that was the one thing to put the, the Eagles on their back foot in the second half was, oh, my God, what are they doing? And then you saw they, they gashed a few runs. Isaiah Pacheco started, you know, move, they started moving the ball. I don't think the Eagles knew what to do after that because they're like, oh, my God, if they're going to continue to run the ball and that first drive, go down and score at will like that. It's like, now what? Like, I, I just think that was that first drive for me. Was I mean I think for a lot of people I'm Mr. Captain Obvious statement here that I think was the turning point and the tipping point of the game was the first drive of the second half and thank goodness you know for the Chiefs that they decided to defer you know because you know in a Super Bowl sometimes you throw caution to the wind and you say you know if I win the toss I'm, I want to try to get my offense out there and see if I can score early Andy stuck with the game plan of deferring the coin toss and then you know deferring the taking uh you know the choice of, of the ball and decided to go with it with the second half adjustments probably knowing in the back of his monster professor brain was that they were going to have like you know thank goodness for Rihanna right they had 30 minutes yeah to right. really think about what happened in the first half and i think that was a that was a detriment to the eagles having too much time thinking about how well they played in the first half and gave andy a positive in that it gave him 30 minutes to think about what they could do to improve in the second half, along with coach Bagnola. So that really played in, I think a big factor for the Chiefs. So that was a normal 15 minute halftime. I don't know if you see some of the adjustments that we saw. Joe, that's a great point. You know, some people, this is what the Chiefs always do. They always like to defer. And I always think that's super smart because I think possessions later in the game are more valuable. You have a sense of how the game is going, whereas, you know, the, the first drive often you're kind of just, you know, kind of testing yeah. each other out. So great point. And some people were even critical. The Eagles got off to such a hot start, even during the broadcast, you know, they were saying, you know, I don't know about that. The Eagles really jump on people. They're a, a quick starter, but you're, you're right. It absolutely uh, proved to be the right decision. Yeah. Well, the Super Bowl may be over, but bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season, everything from pro and college basketball to UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchups, info, player news, game trends at Bet Online, with live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. 
Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Uh, Joe, and now how I define it, really what the Chiefs have done, five straight championship games, um, two Super Bowls in, in, excuse me, three Super Bowls in four years and two victories, really astounding. I really think that you need three Super Bowls to be classified as a dynasty, but Joe, boy, are they well on their way with the the, the contributions they got from their rookies in, in all year, including in the Super Bowl. And Mahomes is just 27. Wow. I Joe, I think they're gonna even, you know, you know, I, I think on paper they should be even better next year. You know, they have all these young guys who get some experience. Um, you know, they they're in decent cap space, uh, I, which is crazy to think. I think they're going to be even better ne- next year. And again, yeah. so a dynasty, I I don't think you can call them a dynasty now, but I think it's very likely they will become a dynasty and win more Super Bowls. Ah, very, very fair commentary, Jeff, on that. I think, yeah, I mean, they're, they're burgeoning on that title, right? And just time will tell, right? Time will tell if, you know, you can keep it together and if they can break the, uh, the 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 streak or whatever you want to call it of of non back to back Super Bowls that's going right. to be I think that should be high on the priority list right is an accomplishment if they can mm-hmm. pull a 2003 2004 Patriots uh you know back to back win I mean so now we're gonna we'll have been going on you know pretty much 20 years at this point where since it's happened b- before so that's a that's a long time that's a that's mm-hmm. a drought you know for a back-to-back super it just tells you how hard it is right to to repeat and to even in the chiefs you know run it back when they decided to keep you know 20 of 22 starters right uh you know and try that whole mantra but uh you know it's hard man it's hard i'm telling you we're uh, the nfl you know they're there's gonna be a lot of people just they're stressed out right now about well in the afc at least they're 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 completely stressed out about how they beat this team or or at least keep them from winning a Super Bowl. They know how to beat they've beaten them, right? The Bengals have beaten the Chiefs, the Bear the, the Bills have beaten the Chiefs. I almost said the Bears, my gosh. Uh I don't know about your poor Chicago Bears. <laughs> uh we'll see what they can do with this first pick, but but uh that was almost a Freudian slip. But uh, you know, the teams have they have beaten them. They there's something there that when that some piece of the puzzle is missing or Another team does something a little odd, turnovers, whatever it might be, special teams, like they, they can be beaten. But, you know, that's not – you don't – no team has ever gone, you know, 17-0 and 0 since since the, the 72 Dolphins. So we know that it's not really about that. It's not about going undefeated. That's it's almost becoming now an impossibility, right? We're, we're almost – what is that? Is that 60 years? My math is right, right? 60 years. Yeah. No, it's 50 you know, years. 50 years. 50, 50, 50, because they had 50. a big deal. Uh, there was yeah. a 50th anniversary of the perfect So, team. God, I'm, Herrick, my, my poor wife, math teacher, is not going to be happy with my yeah. bad no, quick no, math there. No, you corrected. You corrected I did. It, so. You know, 50 years, Jeff. So, we're not. We're never going to see a team go undefeated. I just have – knock on wood, you know, you hope so, but I don't think we're ever going to see a team go undefeated. It's just it's, – it's impossible in today's day and age how good these teams are across the board. So – and you're really talking. I know the preseason half the guys don't play, but it's still a stretch. If you include that, that's 20 games. And I know yeah. like Mahomes probably isn't going to play that last, but you're talking 20 games just before yeah. even the playoffs. That's just a, that's a lot. Yeah. I mean, you're just going to have a, a a dip. You know, you're going to have yeah. You're going to have weird bounces of the ball. 
Yeah. So, you know, but, you know, the AFC, you know, they've got to be worried. Anybody on the Chiefs schedule next year has got to be thinking, how do we beat this team? How do we keep them from getting back to the Super Bowl? Right. And we know that there are some teams that are established at this point, and there's some teams that are, are still relatively upstart. Right. I mean, you've got the Chargers, who are, I still consider them upstart. I still don't think they've proven themselves into really? the class of the Bills or the Bengals. Uh, you got the upstart Jaguars, right? And, uh, you know, we'll see what Baltimore can do if Lamar Jackson can stay healthy. I mean, there's, it's, and you know, he's back. Yeah. He's very, back. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's, it's going to be, you know, people are going to have their eyes set on, on the Chiefs. On the other side of the conference, you know, I could pretty much, I could see the Eagles coming back to the Super Bowl. I mean, I could, you know, Brett, look, it's the Super Bowl was played two days ago. And here I am talking about, you know, na- next year. But it's like it's like the Rose Parade, right? They start making those Rose Parade floats the day after the Rose Parade. Um, but like I could totally see I could see the Eagles Chiefs Super Bowl rematch. I really could. I honestly, just knowing what I know about all the other teams, how good the Eagles are, um, and how good this Chiefs team team is that that you know you brought out all those great points, Jeff. I could totally right. Why not? Right? I could see that happening. I could see that being a very good odds bet that they could be, you know, right now that we could see a Chiefs Eagles rematch. And what we will see, Joe, there definitely will be at least one rematch. What's what's cool is they are going to play to uh, against each other in the in in the regular season. How fun will that be? I could even see that being the kickoff to the year or certainly it's going to be a a major game, a primetime game. Uh Joe, I want to get back to the Eagles, but first something I think that needs to be also pointed out, uh, you know, I think that the Chiefs' defense, yes, I know they gave up 35 points. Jalen Hurts was incredible against them, and they didn't, um, you know, really contain him, stop him. But I actually thought the defense did some good things. Um, first of all, the they they gave up a lot of points, but they also got the Bolton. You know, that's a touchdown right there. And there was so much talk. I was so worried about the Eagles' run game. Yes, Jalen Hurst was so effective. They shut down the the Eagles' running backs. Gainwell, seven carries, 21 yards. Miles Sanders was completely ineffective. Seven yards, excuse me, seven attempts, 16 yards. So I was impressed with that. So I'm curious your take on that. And also, Joe, you know the Eagles really well. Anything kind of surprising? Well, I was, speaking of defense, a little surprised that their defense wasn't a little bit sharper. Did that surprise you? Uh, basically, yeah. that surprise you or any other surprises? Well, on the offensive side, I, I I was surprised that they couldn't get the RPO really going and really mm-hmm. humming the way they did against that vaunted 49ers defense, right? Which uh-huh. they did. They gashed them, right? I mean, they just it, it, and even even with a even with a Jalen Hurts who was kind of still pulling up a little bit in some of his runs, because if you mm-hmm. did see, he did try a couple of off tackle runs in the um in against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, so. I think I, I was really, really surprised that they couldn't get the RPO going, the true RPO, where, where you know, it held the linebackers and the defensive linemen so much that it allowed, you know, some big holes to open. Um, I thought, you know, the, I thought the Eagles offensive line played okay. I don't think they, I don't think they, it was, I think it was just the way that Steve Spagnuolo positioned his players. Jeff, we talked about this, right? We talked about the muscle memory it takes to stop a, a, an offense like that. Mm-hmm. And I got to give hats off to the scout team of the Chiefs on the offensive side for giving – they must have given the Chiefs defense a great look all week mm-hmm. as far as emulating 
Jalen Hurts and Gainwell and Boston Scott and 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 Miles Sanders, they must have done a great job of emulating them in that RPO because it did it seemed to be pretty ineffectual against mm-hmm. the Chiefs. So hats off because it could have gone really it could have if they could have gotten that rolling in the second half, it, it could have gone really south for the Chiefs because if if they could have kept Patrick Mahomes off the field even more than they did. You know, and they didn't allow him to to do some of the things that could have been a really long second half too, going in with a ten point lead. Yeah. You know, um, granted the Chiefs made that uh, made short work of that ten point lead, obviously. Um, you know, with uh, you know, with with being able to score that first touchdown right out of the gate. So, you know, um, I, I think I think so. Number one, I credit the Chiefs scout team for for giving the, you know, giving the Chiefs defense an incredible look. So hats off to them. On the other side of the ball, I, you know, there's been a lot of talk. Obviously, you know, I'm here living in Philadelphia, so I can't not listen to the local sports pundits and and all the stuff that's going on about the game here in Philadelphia. And um, the 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 consensus is that they're pretty upset with John Gannon, the the defensive coordinator. Um, they're they're I think they feel feel like he made no adjustments to what the chiefs were doing yeah. as far as coming out at the beginning of the half and running, they're pinning a lot of the blame on him and reporters in, in Philadelphia that were saying that they needed to, if, if he didn't get a head coaching job and he stayed with the Eagles, they said they should have fired him. That's how bad, that's how horrible they feel about the game plan mm-hmm. of the Eagles defense. And then look, look, it's some of it's an overreaction. I get it. The, the defense did not play well in the second half and he didn't make a lot of adjustments, but you know, that's a, that's a Philadelphia overreaction that happens here um, in the sports media. But nonetheless, I got to say that, I, I mean, I, I just think the Eagles just, just, just basically they got out coached, you know, and not so much in the first half, but but definitely in the second half. Those two, and you know, I get it. Like, I, I think it's tough to um, to put all the blame on one person, especially when you're going against an all timer like Andy Reid. But those two, we talked about those motions, and especially those two touchdowns. I mean, the guys were wide wide open, you know, and the fact that they yeah. burned them um, twice uh, for sure that that's really. Uh, crazy Joe. I, um, you know, it's funny. I, I need to now I, I need to stop doubting the Chiefs. I really thought down 10 at halftime didn't look like the Chiefs could stop the Eagles. Mahomes looked like he injured his ankle. I'm like, all right. I really thought it was over for the Chiefs. Yeah. How am I not learning these lessons from every game that it seems like they're, over, you know, including the last Super Bowl they won when they were trailing um, in the fourth quarter by. Yeah. Um, well, Jeff, you know, historically, game is 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 it, football is a game of 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 that kind of momentum where teams get rolling. You don't. This is so counter to the way you and I have grown up watching the game of football. This team, they're so counter to to it, right? Because they're not dominant, right? It's think I, there's there's a, I know it's semantics, right? And I know that's a that's a, 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 a we're doing word choice here, mm-hmm. but let's be honest. Yes, they've gone to five super. Five uh, AFC championships. They've been to three Super Bowls and they've won two of them in the last five years. They're not dominant. Like they're not. They're not a team. Like you go back when you go back and watch the season. You know, uh, if you watch some kind of like a highlight reel of like the 1985. Now, granted, I'm going back way back. Mm-hmm. But you go back to like some of those. Let's use the word dynasty. You go back to that Bears team in '85. They just rolled teams. You go back to some of those cowboy dynasties with Troy Aikman, right? His what three Super Bowls, I believe, yeah. right? Teams you played dominant. Against. Yeah. Dominant. You know, you go back to the Bills in the AFC 
the way that they used to win. Now, granted, they could never win the big one, but they were dominant in the AFC games that they played. Like the Chiefs are not that. So you're not you're not wrong, Jeff. I mean, this team gave a lot of people heartburn this year because <laughs> of the way they played. Seriously, I mean, it's, you're not you're not wrong. You're being objective. It's just there's something magical about their adjustments and the way that they rally. It's 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 uncanny. It's it's crazy because they just they just find a way to win even in the toughest of situations. They're not I would not call them are they dominant in in the way they've won and and gone to to the postseason and done all the things they have? Yeah, dominant in that factor, but not game game by game. Not They're just blowing people out. Yeah, you know, think about the Raiders and the Chargers and some of those games. Well, number one, because everybody gears up for them, right? I mean, they put a target on this team's back, and now it's it's only going to get worse mm-hmm. um, for this team. Everybody's going to be spending you know overtime trying to find ways to stop this stop this team. So you know you know, and I think I think. I'm I'm really happy with the way that I predicted the game. And I'm going to start following that philosophy because my my philosophy was that the game was going to end up 31 to 27. That was like the consensus score that was in my head. So mm-hmm. I wasn't like too far off, right? It was just a I was just basically one score off and one either one point off. You're only one yeah, point off. Like one point and 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 one really score off, right? Um, you know, you add the touchdown, you know, for the Chiefs, 38, and I said 31, 27. You know, you add that one more score, a couple scores for the Eagles. So I wasn't too far off. But I liked the way that I approached it was, and I think it played out just like that. I gave the Chiefs a 55% chance of winning by that score, and I gave the Eagles a 45% chance of winning by that score. So I like, I let, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at when I make predictions from now on. I'm gonna look at it that way, like. What do I think the score is going to be, and what's the percentage that the team achieves that score? Um, and and I, I'm going to look at it because that that gave me a, a just a different perspective on the game and the way that I watched the game. Because I was thinking, hmm, I'm kind of right. Like it's it's a it's a toss up here until the end, and then the Chiefs got that extra edge. So I, I love it. So this is going to be, folks, it's going to be a new segment for next season. We're going to predict scores and also the percentages of that happening. And boy, who's going to like that? Is Joe's wife. The, the math yes. teacher, Jen, yes. is going Jen's going to love it. She's going to love it. She's going to make a lesson well. plan out of it. <laughs> the last thing, Joe, I, w- I wanted to address is we got to talk about the end of the game, the holding call. I, you know, I, I, I I'm always somebody who thinks um, referees over officiate. They call too much. There's too many stoppages of play. I, I'm a big proponent of let them play. So I hated that call. I thought, you should have. I, I thought they had been letting them play all game. I, I thought it was a ticky tack, especially for that moment. And I think you you can't officiate differently in the last two minutes in the whole game. But again, that was my issue. They were letting them play. But the thing is, so I thought it was a terrible call. But I, I still think the Chiefs win. I mean, I, I think the Eagles were going to be in a really tough position. A little bit over a minute is. Jalen Hurst looked amazing, but it's a little bit different that he was able to to be like methodical, rely on some run game. If he has a minute and he just has to pass, 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 I don't like the Eagles odds. So hated the call, but I, I think for people who are saying, oh, the Eagles should have won or something like that. I don't think that's the case. Well, winning, yeah. I mean, but 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 I think, you know, you and I were texting about it, Jeff. I I was, I was, you know, look, you want to beat teams at their best mm-hmm. and you want to you want to lose at your best, right? And and I think I think it would have sat a lot better with Philadelphia fans and with the Eagles organization, who, by the way, all in all, 
I, I really feel like Philadelphia and, and listen, I'll be the first to be critical about where I live and, and, and how gritty this place is. Um, but I, I was really proud of the fact that they didn't really, that was not, that this isn't really an issue for Philadelphia fans. I, they're, they're not whining about it. Interesting. That's interesting. Huh? The, you know, the, I know the organization is not for sure. Mm-hmm. And I think the fans have kind of gotten over it and really looked at it just like you did, looked at it very objectively and said, you know, look, it, it was a penalty. He pulled, he tugged on his shirt. Like I know now here's my thing. There's, there is a penalty on every play. So mm-hmm. that's right. I tell that story all the time about, you know, when I got, when I, gotten in between Howie Long and the referee. And I said, but by the way, guys, I'm, I'm holding Howie on every play and getting away with it. Like it happens on, if you really wanted to sit down and break down the, the, every special teams play, every offensive and defensive play, honest to goodness, Jeff, I'm just, I'm throwing this out of the gut and I'm not, I'm not, I don't have science around this, but I'd have to say there's a legitimate penalty on probably, I don't want to over-exaggerate, 25 to 35% of every play, there's some kind of a, a a formal penalty, like something if you went to the rule book and you read it line by line, you'd say, well, yeah, that was a penalty. And that call at the end was one of them. He mm-hmm. tugged on his shirt. You're not allowed to do that. But you know that we see that all the time mm-hmm. because these offensive players are getting so athletic. They're so big. The A.J. Browns of the world, right? They're, the the McCole Hardmans, you know, to bring up an old – past, you know, player Tariq Hills, that they're so fast, you know, you're at a disadvantage on every play, right? When you're trying to run backwards and pass, pass defend against somebody like that, right? These big giant, you know, Travis Kelsey, Kelsey's of the world, right? There's going to be a little bit of a penalty, air quote, penalty on every play. Holding, come on. You got five 300-pound guys going against – four 320 pound guys with a linebacker running around running a four, four forty. Somebody's getting held. Come on. Like when you look at the formal definition of what holding is, but that's football. So, I, I mean, I don't know where I'm really going with this, except I'm venting well, a little is, bit, this but is great. This is, but like, but like, you know, that penalty, that right there in that moment, it just, it did feel, it, feel, it felt to me like it deflated things just a tad mm-hmm. because, you know, it's like, ah, the flag came out a little late, you know, it's like, it wasn't now granted we're not on the field. We don't know how far we saw the tug of that Jersey and how much it did disrupt Juju's path. Right. Or was it NBA? Wait, it was, it was Juju. Yeah, it was Juju. Yeah, it was Juju. How, how much it really disrupted his path and whether that ball was really catchable or not. Right. I mean, but you know what? You got to call penalties when you see them, you can't not call them because it could, you know, if they don't call it there, they call it somewhere else. So it happens. I think everybody's gotten over it. And while it was really sad for for Eagles fans to kind of end the game that way, I think they just wanted one more chance, right? Like I, I know there's a lot of my family family who are Eagles fans are like, you know, if Patrick Mahomes could do it in 13 seconds, maybe Jalen could have done it in 90 seconds, you know, and and because he was having a really good game. So it you know, amazing. I think we're we're all gonna, we're, we're going to be talking about that for a long time. But I think it will wear away and people will realize that, look, you just you have to make the calls when they're when you see them. And it was all, it was it was pass interference. It just happened to be that that probably happened 10 other times in the game and it didn't get called. Exactly. And that was my issue. But listen, we're not going to let this detract. from no, no. accomplishment from for the Chiefs from an amazing game, from an amazing Super Bowl. And the fact that the Chiefs are now two-time Super Bowl champions in a four-year period. That, that's absolutely that crazy. Amazing. 
Well, if you enjoy this show presented by Bet Online, please subscribe. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.